Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the cast that drips blood. Thank you for uh, choosing us today. Well, we're going to discuss Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. How are you doing today, Jody? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Having a nice Mother's Day weekend with family. Absolutely. Excellent. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, Recording a little late this afternoon. Good good ambiance. I watched uh, some Sven Gulli for Saturday. (laughs) So so that was an interesting experience. Um, But before we get too deep into our topic of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Jody, what have you been watching? Well, primarily two things. One is I've been doing a Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4 binge to get ready for Doctor Strange. So I started with WandaVision. Uh, I love WandaVision. I give that uh, average score of 9.3 out of 10. Uh, Then I watched some Loki, and I give that an 8.2 out of 10 average episode. Watch Black Widow. That's an 8 out of 10 for me. Cool action flick. Uh, introduced my favorite character of Phase 4 so far, Yelena. Uh, big fan of White Widow. I think she's really awesome. I really enjoyed her in Hawkeye. And Hawkeye, I give a 9.3 out of 10. And then I watched Shang-Chi again. That's a nice 8 out of 10. Some good martial arts there. Uh, I watched Eternals. Uh, that's a little bit lower. That's a 7 out of 10. Um, to me, I really wish Eternals would have been a show rather than a uh, movie because with ten, literally 10 characters, you don't have enough time to really get that good character development that you really need. Uh, so I really wish Eternals would have been a show rather than a movie. But, uh, you know, Chloe Zhao was incredible. So... Um, I watched The Moon Knight Show. Uh, <laughs> um, give that a 6 out of 10. I don't hate it by any means. Um, I wouldn't even say that I'm disappointed because I didn't have any expectations. I guess the only expectations that I had was that there would be you know, actual Moon Knight in The Moon Knight Show. Um, he has a total of... The Moon Knight himself is in the show. A total... I timed this, by the way. I have too much time on my hands, but 27 minutes of the whole, not of one episode of the whole show. So out of 302 minutes, we got 27 minutes of Moon Knight. Uh, The hippo, the CGI hippo lady got more screen time than Moon Knight. So that said, uh, watch Spider-Man No Way Home. That's a 10. I love that so much. And then leading up to, oh, and... uh, what if that is? I believe I gave that an average of seven point three. 
um, of all of those episodes. So but then I'll give my score of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness uh, when we discuss it in the main part of the show. And the only Phase 4 thing that I haven't gotten to yet, and I plan on doing that sometime next week, is to rewatch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. How about you, Dave? All right, sounds good. I did watch a um, variety of different films um, of also a variety of different qualities. I watched The Regenerated Man, a very obscure 1994 film. Um, so I'm subscribed to this t-shirt, horror t-shirt subscription. Uh, so they send me a shirt every month. And it was for The Regenerated Man this month. And I had never seen the movie. Um, so I actually went ahead and uh, watched the movie to go along with it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, very strange in a good way. It's, it's pretty terrible, um, but in a good way. So watch that if you're um, definitely a fan of bad cinema. If you're not, you should probably stay away. And then watch a movie called Body Count. This is a Ruggiero Diodato's attempt at an 80s American type slasher and it's actually really good um, he does a wonderful job at recreating the style um, it's pretty crazy how Diodato through his career um, has always managed to make a great movie in whatever genre he decides to do um, he has a couple of stinkers out there but for the most part he has a pretty quality output of films and um, yeah just kind of a fascinating career for him uh, but either way, I gave that an 8 out of 10. It's worth checking out. I watched The Ogre, also known as Demons 3 The Ogre. Not to be confused with Demons 3 um, The Church or Demons 3 some other title. I think there's three different titles that, that share Demons 3, the moniker of it. And so this is one of the Demons 3s. And um, yeah, it's a made-for-TV film. So it does have a lot of issues with pace, lack of gore um, for the franchise, as you would expect. Um, so not a perfect entry, but one worth checking out anyway. And My then, favorite is Demons 3 Mac and Me. Demons 3 Mac and Me. <laughs> yeah, might as well be. I mean, the, the, the franchise has so little to do with <laughs> Um, with um, the rest of the series that it might as well include Mac and me, honestly. Um, either way, um, Jody, if you saw a trend for Hellraiser, um, you may... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tease that come October, there may be such sites to show our listeners um, as our uh, potential franchise review. And uh, I went ahead and started um, just in case that was the decision. And uh, oh, my lands. <laughs> Have you seen all the later sequels? I've seen every single one of them, yes. What are your thoughts on the later I sequels? I think, well, on the later sequels, they're all trash. They're not even, I mean, we'll probably get into this in the time, but like, they're not even, and you can look it up, they're not even Hellraiser movies oh, yeah. to begin with. They're like, well, let's let's we are gonna get close to losing the rights, so let's slap Pinhead into this for five minutes and then call it a Hellraiser film. Oh yeah, yeah, I get into it on my reviews. I, I blasted a number of them, um, pretty bad, honestly. In fact, 
Um, yeah, I'm not going to get into it any, any further than that because it'll be a good time. But so that was the majority of my week. I spent watching the um, not so good Hellraiser sequels. Um, spent the time with uh, Joe Bob and Mike yesterday. We hung out to watch that and then the, uh, the Blues game. And goodness gracious, the Joe Bob episode was far better. Um, Black Sunday from Mario Bava is a phenomenal film. Um, manages to strike the perfect balance of kind of cheesiness, but definitely revolutionary horror at its time, and uh, really kind of cementing um, Italian horror. And I, I think Bava really needs to be in the conversation more when we're talking about Italian horror. It's just, um, he oftentimes is playing third fiddle, when in reality, I think Bava is just as instrumental in, in cementing the Jello and, and Italian horror brands as any of the rest of them, if not more so. Um, so definitely, definitely a great director. And this is a really good movie. Then I watched Death by Temptation. I had seen this before. Um, watched it again. It's great. I love this movie, and it was really cool that Joe Bob gave it the time of day. So, Agree. Yeah, it's it's a weird underseen gem that that I don't think a lot of horror fans have seen. So um, definitely fun and happy Valpergisnacht to those that were watching. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah, Valpergisnacht is a is a yearly tradition now for me. I've got it marked on the calendar. And uh, won't get as smashed as Joe Bob did by the end of this movie. Because he was, <laughs> oh my lands, he was trashed. <laughs> but, now, does he say, I, I didn't have a chance to watch the episode yet, but does he say ever what death means? I hope he does. Like, <laughs> I don't know what death by temptation, what death is. And there's like death comedy jam, D-E-F. I, I don't know what death means. The lack of... Um, so the, so as far as I understand it, um, I didn't catch his discussion of that, but for instance, uh, deaf tones is the lack of tones, for instance. Um, so as far as I understand, um, that is, that is the way it is. Um, so the deaf comedy jams series on HBO, that means the lack of comedy? It's it was like kind of a setup. It's one of those like tongue and cheek type deals. I got just it. Just like okay. Deftones, like I mean they're a good band. So, but yeah, like defamation for instance. Um, but um, so the lack of you know okay. taking away the fame. Uh, that Thank that's you. my understanding of it. I could be totally wrong, and it is way you know. <laughs> It's late, so I could probably be talking out my ass about it and uh, totally not know. And I'm sure our listeners will, will let me know, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But either way, uh, great movie. And um, yeah, we're checking out. And then I watched uh, House of Wax with Sven Gulli tonight. And uh, that was really fun. The Vincent Price movie, of course. And uh, if you're not familiar with him, he's a, uh, another... Um, horror host. Um, he's pretty iconic. He was actually on uh, The Last Drive-In. I honestly didn't know he was still doing it. So that's why I hadn't been watching it. 
Um, but I decided to go ahead and, and tune in live. It's it's on my antenna. I have a little antenna set up and, and just kind of watched along with him, and it was neat. <laughs> so that, that was a fun way to spend my Saturday. So if you're wanting to uh, fill your fill your weekends with even more horror host goodness, check out Sven Gooley on MeTV. Uh, it was a good time. And then my only other shout-out is um, I've been playing a ton of a game called Dead by Daylight. Um, I had never played it before, even though it, I don't know why. It has a bunch of horror characters. I mean, from Michael Myers to Ash to Pinhead. Um, you know, they're all DLC for a most almost free game. It's pretty cheap. Um, and it is free if you have Game Pass. So I'm really, I'm really loving it. It's a great time. Um, and I think fans of this show have a big crossover audience with the uh, video game. And for whatever reason, if you have not checked out Dead by Daylight, I, I recommend it very highly. It's, it's based. Oh, you 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 like this one? Yeah, I have it. Okay, yeah, it, it's it's really good. Um, so I don't know why I haven't ever played it before, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm getting ready for Evil Dead the game, which is similar. Um, so it's it's going to be like just like that asymmetrical four versus one. And not having played Dead by Daylight, I was like, I'm going to prepare for it. Because I have it pre-ordered, and I'm, I'm really stoked for the Evil Dead game. So I was like, I better get prepared. So I started playing it, and I was like, oh yeah, this game's rad. <laughs> so, getting prepared by playing as Ash, for the most part, on Survivor. <laughs> nice. So, either way, um, that is all I've been watching. So we'll go ahead and go right into our feature review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and what was your overall thoughts of this one? Well, I love it, first of all, are my overall thoughts. Like, I, I, It was a great time. I was looking forward to that big, it was a sold out 500 seat theater, so I was really looking for that Marvel opening night hype, uh, which I did get. Um, the, in a lot of ways, okay, it wasn't what I expected, and that's not to say I was disappointed or that's not to, like, slam the film at all, but there was just a lot of bogus stuff going on around about this movie because I had said, like, 240 Marvel characters and the, like, multiverse jumping and there's going to be these scenes and, uh, like, it's ushering in the new... It's ushering the X-Men and Fantastic Four and Daniel Radcliffe is in it as Wolverine. Like, just all these things. And I took a lot of them with a grain of salt, but I was like, some of these got to be true. Um... But no, it was actually what it, what it was purported to be about two years ago. Uh, you know, when it was announced with Phase Four, and they said uh, Scott Derrick when Scott Derrickson got replaced with Sam Raimi, they said we want to go a full full on horror film uh, as close closest to it as it can be, and uh, it's going to have good like really cool Sam Raimi sensibilities, and it does in Spades. Um, I was just sat there gritted and, and geeking out the whole time. Um, it, it did, well, uh, I guess I don't want to say much, any, much more than that, but, um, how about you? I, I was absolutely blown away. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I like Marvel movies a lot. I'm pretty invested in the universe. There's pretty rare one I don't like. But, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, not that I think it's the best, but it's easily my favorite Marvel movie that they've made, like easily. Um, it's the most interesting to me. 
Um, it definitely appeals to my sensibilities the most. I love Sam Raimi as a director, so that's definitely helpful. I love the style. I love the connect the way he blends chaos with character building and genuine heartfelt moments is always great. That's part of the the lifeblood of the Evil Dead. And as much as I like the remake, the thing that separates the remake from the original series is Sam Raimi's ability to extract that emotional uh, feel throughout those movies. Um, all the while having this just absolutely off-the-wall crazy shit happening all the time. That's what this movie is. I mean, it is wild. And there's... I would... There's a lot of people go, talking about how this isn't a kid-friendly movie or something like that. That stuff is way overstated, I'll be honest. If you go into this thinking you're getting uh, hard PG-13 where it's pushing the limits of Marvel movies, I'm sorry, it's not. Don't go in with those expectations. It's a thrill ride. It's a fairly safe version of horror still. I mean, it is a Marvel movie um, at its heart. But it's almost more of a Sam Raimi movie than anything. Um, but he definitely fits into the, the sensibilities of the PG-13. So I wanted to clear the air. Because I had heard some pretty big movie journalists talking about how you shouldn't take your kids to go see this movie. And I think it's bogus. So I'm sorry to call out parents on how to parent, but I don't get it. What do you think of that one? Um... Honestly, uh, somewhere in the middle. Okay. Um, I, I there's gonna be like hype and over. Okay, the the recurring thing. I, here's how I feel. Like literally everybody is overblowing a lot of things about this movie, whether it's the the like horror content or whether it's this. Um, I I don't know. Just I hate to talk about it. Like because like. I, I'm so scared I'm going to slip up and give spoilers, but um, uh, my adult daughter was disturbed by it. Let's put it that way. Okay. But but she and she doesn't she but she don't do horror movies. So I I think people who don't do horror movies might like you and I are totally desensitized. So, but I also think kids did it, kids can handle it. So I wouldn't say don't take your kids. But, uh, so I guess somewhere in the middle. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like, I liter- Literally at dinner, my daughter said, I did not like that at all. That was too, there was too bloody and it was like too many jump scares. And she's like, I just didn't, like, that was too much for me. And she's an adult, so. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I could see that for sure. I think there are going to be people that don't like it. So, uh, I can, I can see the sense of. If you don't like horror, you probably shouldn't see this. But at the same time, I mean, I, I don't I don't see it being that bad to where, like, parents should be mad that this is a Marvel movie or anything mm-hmm. like that. No, it fits not. well in the PG-13 range. Everyone has different sensibilities and sensitivities as far as movies. Unfortunately, that's just what you're going to run into with media sometimes. I mean... Yeah. You know, there, there are movies that, that in the PG-13 realm that 
that um, you know I find unnerving. You know, like World Trade Center, for instance, mm-hmm. is a very harrowing movie in the PG thirteen uh, rating. You know, just because of the the content and the story. You know, um, so now, it, it's same, just going to happen. The same ten year old girl came to Doctor Strange that also came with us to Morbius, and she covered her face half of Morbius, if not more. But she did all right with this one. She said, "I mean, there was a couple parts, but um, okay." And, and yeah, the, the, I mean, there, she she saved there. herself by not watching Morbius. To be <laughs> fair, I mean, yeah. uh, I can't blame her. I, I was I, I covered my face through half of that. There, movie. there is. A, I mean, there is a character, and I didn't sit there and think, "Oh, that was unnecessary. That was too much." Or should, kids shouldn't be here. But I mean, a character does get severed in half <laughs> in in Doctor Strange, so. It's very much off screen. I, it, I don't it know. Is, it is, I, I it think is. I I just don't. I what I'm trying to say is I I don't want. If you don't want to take your kids to go see that, is fine. Like I don't have a problem with that. I just don't want to sell the horror fans that are listening in to think this is like gonna be some sort of graphic PG thirteen pushing film that's no. kind of being being reported. It, it's not. I agree. Um, it's definitely in the realm of PG-13. Almost all of the gore is hinted at more so than shown. Um, but, yeah, I mean, some harrowing stuff happens for sure. I mean, this is a, a movie with very real consequences that kind of takes away the safety net that I think Marvel has had for a while um, as far as, like, safety of certain characters and events and... Um, I felt like the stakes were maybe at the highest they've been in a while in this one. And I, I found that pretty interesting. So overall, I absolutely loved it. Um, I'm going with a 9 just because I think some of the CGI, I would have liked more practical stuff um, to see what Sam Raimi could have done with that. As we all know how good he is with it. Some of the CGI looked a little strange, honestly. And not, not as a pun, it just looks... It looks out of place, um, especially towards the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. So I wondered if they hadn't actually done that on purpose for the PG thirteen rating. Like they, it looks that that's another uh, like uh, you know point to your point is that the some of the monsters and creatures don't they look like Monster Squad kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and I mean that in a good way. But I just mean that it's not like. They're not like terrifying, like 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 your children are gonna be scarred if they see this movie. So yeah, I think, I think they get they went a little easy on the CGI for that reason. It could be, yeah. I mean, I'm not horribly bothered by it by any means. Like, it's not a deal breaker. I still love the movie. It's not, uh, but but I could actually the, see the that. Last night it, so bad. No, 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 definitely not. Um, but yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, that makes a lot of sense. But I, I mean, for me, like just to fall fall back on that a little bit, it's you know I, I think it's fun to be scared every once in a while. So I, I say give it a shot. Like you said, I don't think it's gonna scar anybody or anything. It may be a little much, but you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I saw you know Chucky and stuff like that at a very young age, and this is far from that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so it is. It is what it is. But as far as the movie goes, I, I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. 
loved the score, loved the visuals, loved the story, loved where it went, loved where it took the the Marvel universe. Um, to, to avoid spoilers, I won't get into any specifics. And um, yeah, I dug the the horror approach. I don't know that I would call this a full-on horror film, um, but it's definitely got those elements and the uh, overall feel. So do, I say it's do, rad. Do your do your uh, like your cinema like do they show like stuff before the movie starts? Do you have like it's called newbie? Yeah. Yeah. With like Maria Menounos and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because they, you know, they they've been they them that has been hyping this movie up like like with false information like for for weeks now. So yeah, the newbie, the newbie thing I don't pay much attention to. I usually show up right on time at the movies. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, we get the Nicole Kidman ad too. That's my favorite. That uh, AMC theaters Nicole Kidman. Uh, if you haven't seen that, it's a real treat. Yeah, I, I haven't. We don't have AMC by me, but oh, you should you should look it up on YouTube. So <laughs> we get the <laughs> it's uh, bad. <laughs> the thing that they spoofed on South Park. We have the Matt Damon Fortune Favors the Brave like cryptocurrency ads. Oh no! And they they spoof that in this this last season of South Park like quite a bit. But yeah, like it's Matt Damon and he's like on a spaceship and then. Like, they're talking about cryptocurrencies, and he's like, fortune favors the brave. It's wacky. That's what we do. Yeah, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Either way. I don't want to get into my uh, disdain towards uh, cryptocurrency uh, on this one. Yeah, we'll but, uh, for a later day. yeah, that'll be another discussion. But either way, no, it's a fun time. Um, Strong recommend. Uh, yeah, I will say my dad did not like this. I will say that. Um, so, steady Steven Senegal did not enjoy this movie. Um, he gave it a favorable review. I think he gave it a 7. Um, but you could tell he did not like this movie. <laughs> so that was mostly based on what he believed to be the technical score. Um, so there are going to be people that don't like this movie because of its weirdness. And I say good. Uh, we've talked about it on the show a lot. Like, a lot of good movies, I would say most really good movies, have their detractors. It's just going to be that way. You know, not everyone has the same tastes or enjoyments of film. Um, and that's part of what makes people fun and unique. Um, and if you're making a movie that everyone likes, only everyone's going to think it's fine. So if you make a movie targeted at certain groups, there's going to be people that love it. I think this is going to be one that that you're going to have people say, yeah, that's my favorite Marvel movie 10 years from now. I really do. And it can uh, only come up from here, too. Like, like we got a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff in the pipes coming up. Yeah, uh, the only problem I have with this is, is that I want more of this. <laughs> honestly um this is my jam like as much as i enjoy a lot of the marvel movies it's it's like on a yeah i watched it once and i have no interest in watching them again like the new spider-man i'll be honest like i watched it that one time and i'm like i'm glad i watched it i don't have interest in seeing it again this one is not that way for me like i i'm i'd totally be cool with going to see this one again 
So, so I know that's probably a little bit of a different different thing for a lot of people, but th this one I found the most interesting. So, either way, that's my two cents on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, I gave it a nine. What did you give it? I gave it an eight point five. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I know uh, Caleb just got out, and we'll be doing a double kind of episode. I'll be having him on tomorrow, and I'll combine the, the uh, feeds of both of those. So that way, the reviews can be on there. But, spoiler alert, it seems that he really enjoyed it. He was texting me about it um, just a second ago. Uh, so, either way, until next time, we will talk to you later. Welcome back to part two of our Doctor Strange coverage, this time joined by Caleb. How are you doing today? Quite well. How about yourself? Doing well. You know, just enjoying the day, watching some Evil Dead with some excitement to uh, kind of see the new game and uh, just the excitement of Sam Raimi's uh, new movie and all. Yeah. Um, so definitely pretty good stuff. Uh, but before we get too far into the movie... Um, uh, Caleb, how are you doing, and what have you been watching? Uh, so I've been deciding that uh, with the newest season of uh, Joe Bob, uh, I was going to go through and catch myself up. So I've I've watched uh, The Changeling, House of the Devil, The Stuff, Maniac, which can't recommend that one enough. That one's that one's very fun. That one's pretty enjoyable if you're bit squeamish maybe turn away because it is it's it's pretty intense movie uh, i've watched heathers uh hellbound 2 or hellbound hellraiser 2 uh both maniac cop and maniac cop 2 uh and then with his most recent season uh night of the living dead and anthropophagus and then i decided to do a little bit of a double feature of uh cannibal holocaust and society uh not a double feature that I ever thought I needed, but definitely one that I attempted. Uh, Mutilator, uh, which was not a Joe Bob film, but uh, you had recommended this one to me, and uh, you and Mike, and uh, wasn't terrible. Didn't hate it. Uh, not a favorite, but it's, it's pretty good. Ended up watching uh, Christine, and then I switched over to Netflix, and I ended up watching The Exorcist. Uh, Absolutely one of my favorites now. I can see why it's so beloved by multitude of horror fans. And decided to catch up afterwards on my MCU, so I ended up watching Shang-Chi, which was the only film I was missing, uh, before going and finally watching the new Doctor Strange. All right, sounds like a plan. And um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange Part 2. I had already gotten into uh, my thoughts on it on the previous segment here. So, uh, Caleb, what are your thoughts on Doctor Strange 2? I was very excited from the get-go uh, once they had just announced that the director was Sam Raimi. Um, I knew what I was getting myself into, uh, what, what Marvel was getting themselves into with this film. Because I had watched all the all of the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness films up to that point, uh, I understood what he was doing with a comic book film uh, when he did the first Spider-Man trilogy. 
and I was really hoping it would be a, more of a mix of the two than he was really allowed to do with the Spider-Man films. Uh, went to Marcus Theater in Arnold. I got the recliner seats at the very back, best seats, and prepared myself for what I had already imagined to be a great film. And then it, it, it's not a film that you feel the length of it. It's two hours and I believe I believe two hours and six minutes. So you don't really feel it. It, it keeps a pace that is very effective and lets you really hit all the points needed. It's it's if you haven't been introduced to Sam Raimi and his Evil Dead series, you should. There's a lot of nods to it in this film. There's a lot of nods to his previous work in general. And I don't think a lot of Marvel fans were ready for that from the get-go. Uh, I see a lot of people that I follow on Letterboxd saying that this film was a huge letdown because either that they either they find it too comic-y, which I find funny because it is a comic book film, or they weren't really ready for the horror aspects that Sam Raimi added to the MCU. And it's unfortunate. It's It's got a great opening for this week, but from the people that I typically follow, it's depressing to see that not a lot of people enjoyed it. Um... Very shaky. The camera is very shaky throughout the whole thing, but that is a staple of, of his work. I, I think that people should just give it more of a chance than a lot of people are giving it. And I really hope the negative reviews don't affect Marvel's interest in delving into horror aspects again. I really hope that Sam Raimi gets another job in the MCU because he did a great job with his first outing. Yeah, I, I think there's something to that. Um, I think the circles we follow are very different. I've honestly heard nothing but praise for Doctor Strange, and um, Twitter and everything really enjoyed it, and most of my uh, film fan uh, friends and stuff like that are really enjoying it. Um, I've heard a couple negative reviews, but they seem to be from the TikTok kind of crowd, stuff like that, which I could care less about their opinion to be to be frank, um, I'm not being mean. It's just not my, not my crowd typically for like movie opinions. So I, I don't know. I, it seems to be doing really well, and everyone I've talked to about it really loved it. So I don't, I don't think it'll be an issue. I'm really glad to see that it's doing well on your, on your, in your circle on like Letterboxd and social media. I, to be fair, I just follow people who follow me. I do need to get out and like expand my follow list on Letterboxd. Um, maybe get rid of some of the people that I currently have because obviously they're not <laughs> the kind of people that like the movies I like. Um, but yeah, ultimately I was I I yeah. everyone I, I went with loved it. Yeah, I mean, um, it's sitting at a 3.5. There, there was an 8-year-old child. Oh, yeah. There was an 8-year-old child who had fallen asleep to, like, a little ways down the road, but we also went and watched it in a 9 o'clock showing, so it was about 11 o'clock by the time it was finished. Yeah. So I understand that, but 
all in all, like it seemed like the audience really enjoyed it. There were nods that I was catching on, uh, musical cues that I think you know what I'm specifically talking about mm-hmm. that really hit. And sure, it's no... I, I want to say that it's no Spider-Man, no way, or no way home in terms of build-up and suspense. They kind of... Unfortunately, they kind of spoiled a lot of themselves in the trailers, which is why I hate movie trailers nowadays, and I do my best to avoid them, but ultimately they're inevitable. Um, Spider-Man didn't really spoil anything except for Doc Ock and Green Goblin, and they really tried to keep a lot of what happened in that film a secret. This one they were pretty much promoting, like, hey, this, is, this could happen, this might just happen. Um, there was some big surprises. Despite all of that, and I love that <laughs> there were some surprises, there were some definite surprises after the fact, and but ultimately it was an action-packed, pretty much just a horror film, because it was absolutely terrifying a lot of those parts. I, I've never seen a jump scare in an MCU film, but they, they pull it off miraculously, and... I found myself far more excited for this film than I have been for a lot of other Marvel films. Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. Like, I was talking about it yesterday. Like, Far From Home and a lot of those movies I really enjoy and like. But walking out of them, like, I I have a sealed copy of Far From Home sitting on a shelf. And I looked at it the other day and was like, do I really want to watch it again? Yeah. Honestly, I don't have any interest. You know, this, I, I want to go see it again, like, right now. Like, it's just really interesting movie, uh, movie-making to me. I really quite enjoyed it. Sam Raimi's yeah. directing style, I think, lends to the movie very well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it's going to divide. Here, here's the thing. Like, I kind of touched on it uh, yesterday with Jody as well, is this is the kind of movie that will divide audiences, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Yeah. Safe cinema is lame cinema. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're okay movies that people forget about. Mm-hmm. You know, you're to have a true, truly good movie, you're going to have your detractors because you're not yeah. going to make a movie for everybody. And if you do, it's just going to be mediocre at everything. Mm-hmm. So kind of the jack of all trades type thing. So you're going to yeah. get some negative reviews. So and that's fine. Not everyone has the same tastes, and that's that's cool. But, you know, I, I another thing is, is a lot of people like, like Variety, as atrocious as they are as a, as a, you know, a company being like, how did this not get an R rating? And I'm like, I've seen there are horror movies that are more terrifying than, than Doctor Strange that have PG-13 ratings. They're like there was really not a lot of. I would say there was no gore at all, but there were some violent moments, sure. But it was tame compared to other things that Sam Raimi has done. And it had a PG-13 rating, and I think that was a perfect rating for it. But people are like, why would you take your kids to this film? Kids need to be scared, okay? Like, kids need to be introduced to horror at a young age because it's another genre of film that shouldn't be blacklisted from households 
Horror is a horror is a great. I, I wish I would have gotten to it sooner, but I was always terrified by it for stupid reasons. Because after you know, once you tell you, as long as you tell your kid that it's not real, I think at a certain age they finally start to understand that, and you can start showing them horror films. Sure, uh, I mean, and this I, is this is a great introduction to that. I agree. I mean, I I don't. I think maybe for real young kids, especially kids with. Um, you know, maybe different abilities and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, th- this may be a movie that you'll you know your kid better than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can definitely see some kids probably not wanting to see this on yeah. the level of it, it probably will freak them out. Um, yeah. You know, if your kids are at all interested in kind of like dark stuff, it, it's nothing crazy. I mm-hmm. agree. I, I think the PG thirteen rating is fine. It's parental guidance up to 13 years old and I can promise you your 13 year old has seen a lot worse if you don't think they have then you're smoking crack and your head's up your ass I'm sorry <laughs> but um, at the end of the day like I, I agree I think I think um, it's not necessarily a bad thing to introduce kids to horror especially safe horror like this you know you mm-hmm. don't want to watch anything crazy um, you know I, you know being afraid and stuff is a natural and uh, good emotion to let out sometimes you know all good things in moderation of course you don't want them turning out like me um, you know uh, down the road so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know watching August Underground or something but um, either way it's still a good movie still worth seeing um, yeah. you know I, I think some of it's just clickbait I, I do think the the don't take your kids to see this thing is is kind of bogus, but but it's 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 also building up like negative publicity for this, which I feel like a lot of horror fans who are kind of like well, maybe I don't want to go see this because it is a Marvel film. Maybe they'll be more inclined to go see it. Sure. Yeah. Because negative I, negative press, you know, it's you know, depending on what it is, is still good press, and I feel like. Anyone who was kind of like, well, I really don't, I really don't know if I want to go see it, and they're like, they see these things of like, oh, it's kind of scary. You don't want to, you know, you might like, don't take your kids to it. Oh, inevitably they're going to be like, well, I'm, I'm going to go see it then. I'm going to go check it out. I might as well. So, I, I feel like it's definitely a film that needs a chance. Um, it's not. I, I, looking back on it, I really don't have very many problems with it. It's, I can't say it's not anything because it was exactly what I was. Ex- it, it was exactly what I was expecting and more. I, I, I was not disappointed by this. Yeah, it's it's my new favorite movie in the MCU. I, I mm-hmm. thought on that for a while. Again, my personal favorite and best are not the same thing. I do think, yeah, filmmaking wise, this movie does have a couple of. Um, you know, plot. It's very rushed plot in a good way for me. Yeah. Like it doesn't bother me. It just right. lends to the thrill ride type of entertainment that this movie mm-hmm. offered. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is a bit rushed at times. Some of the CG in the early stages is a little, a little strange. Which is which is yeah. Which is my thing lately with like MCU's in general, MCU films in general, that. MCU films after, or as I call it, post-Endgame, looks very shaky. Yeah. Um, like, 
Whereas practical effects would have been the thing they used before Endgame. They were like, hey, we've already used all the CGI we can. Let's just do it again. Like Black Widow has a, has a car crash scene that is clearly CGI, whereas yeah. prior to that it would have been practical. And maybe it's just because Kevin Feige thinks that he has to use CGI for almost everything now as if, you know, the prequel Star Wars. But it, it's just, it's not the way to go for everything. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're dipping into territory now that kind of requires it. Yeah, that's I what wish, I was going to say. I, I, I just, can't complain. Yeah, I, mean, I just you wish can't it looked better, but... You can't yeah. have these, like, um, star creatures and stuff like that, like, mm. you know, as practical effects, unfortunately. Yeah. But, well, yeah, and Jody brought up a good point um, before we close off the show yesterday about maybe it was intentional to make it a little less scary, which it could be true. I, I think there's some validity to that. But at the same time, there's ways to go about it. Um but like, like I said, you know, just itty-bitty gripes aside, it's still my favorite movie in the MCU for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And I like, I love superheroes. I think it's great. I've seen a lot of it, and I'm more of a horror fan than anything. Yep. So a horror movie that's really cool, set in the Doctor Strange universe, who's probably my favorite Avenger. Um, and it's just really, it was really cool. Um, I loved everything about it. Um, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch is rad too, by the way. Yeah. Um, just absolutely awesome performance from her. Um, yeah. Uh, overall, I give it a nine. It could upgrade to a ten on a rewatch, which I will yeah. do a couple rewatches. Absolutely. So, and that'll be a lot on personal enjoyment, um, of course. But you know, sometimes right. that wins over. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Do you got anything else you want to add before we close out the show? Uh, no, I, I just really, I really love this film. It was a great time. I'm really glad I got to see it in theaters. Yeah, I agree. Definitely go see it if you get a chance to go see it in the theaters. It is worth it. Um, you know, go support weird movies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, you got to love it. So uh, it was very successful. My uh, screening, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, um, if it was sold out. So... Yeah. I don't know about yours, but either way, until next time, y'all have a good one. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, Hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends and uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.